0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Robertson believes he has what it takes to lead Scotland to a major tournament as captain Ryan Christie is hoping he can take advantage of the gap left by Moussa Dembele at Celtic And Jonathan Johansson is the new Morton manager as St Mirren look to Oren Kearney I'm Gordon Duncan and I'm pleased to say I'm joined tonight by Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson well, it's down to real business now for Scotland. Gordon, Alex McLeish has had his chance of playing friendlies and looking at other people who may be involved in the squad in the future. But now it's down to the real stuff. A real test against Belgium tomorrow before the the qualification game against Albania on Monday. It's going to be an interesting weekend. And hopefully, with Andy Robertson, with that armband on, we can start the qualification process in a positive fashion. Gordon Deal, we are officially in International Week, but as is always the case in Scottish football, and in particular in this part of the country, um, the, the stories coming out of the, the club side, the things never stop either. Yeah, exactly. And uh, with uh, a few managers losing their job, Gordon, so early, uh, clubs are uh, scrambling about trying to replace them. Morton already have, as you touched on at the top of the show there, um, with Johnson Johansson. Um, St Mirren are looking for to replace their manager Alan Stubbs after four league games as well Wraith Rovers are in the market for a new manager so the merry-go-round goes on and on and on not interesting with the, the, the international break it's good for clubs just to take a deep breath and get the right man because especially for St Mirren back in the Premier League they want to survive they want to stay there they've already decided Alan Stubbs was not the man to do that job for them their next appointment is so important. 0141-951-1025. Let us know what's on your mind. If you'd rather tweet, we're at Clyde SSB. Morton fans, you've got a new manager. We'll hear from you throughout the show, hopefully. Uh, Scotland fans as well. Important couple of games coming up. 0141-951-1025. I want your thoughts on the game, but also what about this one? Because Andy Robertson is going to lead Scotland out for the first time tomorrow. And that got me thinking... What was the first Scotland game you went to? I want you to share your memories on the phones tonight because obviously sometimes friendlies as well. It's a friendly tomorrow night. Sometimes that's the ideal chance for for youngsters to go and get involved. I wonder if you could share your memories. What was the first Scotland game you went to? You two able to remember? Yeah, I do. To help us along the way? Yeah, well, I'll start. I went to an absolute cracker, uh, 1984 at Hamden uh, when Scotland took on Spain. And we had a real good side then. Mo Johnston got two. And uh, the one that uh, always sticks in my mind, the highlight of the night, uh, sitting there watching it, was, in my opinion, the most expensive player <laughs> ever in, in Britain. <laughs> was when the, the ball, when the ball came to Douglas and he just let it go through him and he, he, he went to hit it with his left and he dummied it again, went to hit it and they had the defence all over and then he screams one into the stanchion. Oh, 
Doesn't get any better 3-2 That has set the bar pretty high And in case you're wondering What Gordon Dale's laughing at This goes back to a couple of weeks ago When on Beat the Pundit He thought that Kenny Dalgleish Was the most expensive Scottish player Of all time he was uh, Mark your first <laughs> was He's trying Mark yeah. this, this could be Andy Robertson's First game as captain What was the first game You went to First game I went to Wasn't as exciting As Gordon's there It was uh, I was played at Ibrox It was against Germany Who had some top players On their side at that time I mean those were the guys everybody looked up to at that time. And Scotland were beaten 1-0. Who, who, who uh, Riedler, Hassler, oh. Matthias, guys like that, you know, Moller, guys like that. Unbelievable. And uh, and I think it was Riedler that scored the goal. Scotland beat 1-0. I was sitting in the stand, just as you come out the tunnel, Ibrox is stand uh, directly across, mm-hmm. top tier. Uh, and I think it was actually my boys club team that took the full team. Must have been a learning experience. I learned nothing that night, as you can see, <laughs> yeah. uh, from my career. But the Germans were were brilliant that night. But what a memory! Going experiencing your first. You saw some incredible up. names. You, Gordon, you've talked a lot already. What a first game that was! I'm going to lower the tone ever so slightly. Yeah. A two-nil friendly defeat at home to Australia <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> Brett Emerton and David Zadrilic remember him of Aberdeen fame. They scored Scotland <laughs> that lost two 0 That was my first <laughs> Scotland game. <laughs> The year why, 2000 why, And it actually kept go me back. going back Can you believe it? Because you, you thought There must be a better one Exactly this. Because when you start You set the bar low Things can of only course, get better aye, aye. But, Anyway uh, That's just one to tick along In the background tonight Give us your memories Of your first Scotland game Given that this will be Andy Robertson's first game As captain Let's hear from him He believes he is capable Of leading Scotland To their first major tournament In over 20 years He says he doesn't want To feel the same regret That other skippers have In years gone by Now He says he plans on Leading by example On and off the pitch and he says reaching Euro 2020 would trump anything he's achieved in his career so far the previous captains going back to you know 98 will all be you know they'll all sit there and when they have a, a quiet time they'll all sit back and go the one regret that they probably have is that they never qualified for a tournament and for me it's got, it's, a, it's a fresh start and I think we've got a really good chance I think we've got the right balance of squad and, and it's just about trying to show that on the pitch so I do believe that I'll be able to lead this team to a championship, and, but it's about the boys trying to prove that. Me and, and all the lads, if, if we can go out and show that, and it starts on Monday because, you know, this campaign, there's a bit more chance of qualifying. They've obviously brought in the new Nations League that gives you a wee bit more um, chance of getting in the playoffs, and, and we have to take advantage of the two ways that we can get into it. And if we can do that and get to the playoffs or qualify automatically, then, you know, it's something that can... You know, put us in the history books because it's too too long's past that we've not been in it. Would leading your country back to a major tournament trump all these achievements you were talking about earlier on? Yeah, I think so. I think the biggest honour you can have is is play for your country. Of course, it is when when you're a young boy, you, you want to pull on your country's colours, and um, you know if you're the one to to lead them back to a championship, then then that will be special, and it'll be special for all the lads because none of the lads in this squad have experienced a um, a tournament and. It would be a new experience for all, but a very exciting one. As a leader, how do you intend to lead? I think it's just by leading by example. It's the easy answer, but that's that's what I aim to do. I aim to do like lead by example on the pitch and also off it. If you know, if anyone needs you know ever somebody to talk to, then I'm the man to do it. And you know, if if we need anything sorted on the pitch, then then that's my job. So um, you know, it's just about being there for the lads and, and probably being the middleman between. You know the lads and the coaches if we ever need anything, but you know also putting good performances and uh, and trying lead by example in that way. Uh, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. It's become almost a a bit of a running joke, hasn't it? Everyone knows the story that 
Five years ago Andy Robertson was playing With Queen's Park you know, mm. We've done all that before That's not to take anything Away from him But you did play with him Mark briefly mm. At Dundee yeah. United In your second spell And um, t- t- To think back to that Young boy that arrived then yeah. And to hear him now The way he conducts himself And the way he plays In Champions League finals And all the rest of it before he captains his country out this weekend I mean, what's that been like to witness? Listen, amazing uh, I, You know, so lucky to have witnessed it straight from the start I think I've mentioned on the show before When he came to Dundee United I mean, it wasn't a shoe-in to start I think there was still question marks Because he was so slight And um, he was a quiet boy But I think you can tell with Andy He thrives on, on playing well And the confidence it brings him It just comes out of him Because he went that full season Top of his game at Dundee United And he got more confident More vocal So If people are thinking He's a quiet boy in the dressing room Certainly by the end of that year He wasn't Because he grew in confidence Now that can only Have went up When he went to Hull And he's went to Liverpool now I think he'll be extremely vocal But he's right The way he'll uh, He'll lead Is by example on the pitch I mean he's your He's your star player Really You know Guys in the Premier League down south Are raving about him He's in teams of the year Champions League final He's your number one player and I loved it when he just came on there and says, I believe I can lead this team to a, a championship. I mean, that's confidence oozing out of him. And that's what you want to hear for your captain and your star player. You don't want him to be quiet and, oh, it's a, a great honour and see all the other lines. Andy's came right out there and says, I believe I can lead this team. And that's what we need from our captain. Yeah, I agree with... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry to wake Gordon up there. No, so no, no, no. I was just thinking, Mark, if you'd taken a lot of the points on Randy Robertson, you might have had a better career. Um, I, was just, I passed them on to him. That's how he's <laughs> no, the, the young lad has been absolutely sensational. I've got to say, sensational. Uh, I can't believe in the, the difference on uh, going from Queen's Park, Dundee United, down... Uh, to England Then getting his big move To Liverpool And you think Well it'll take him A couple of years I think it'll be the same With the captaincy Gordon I think he'll just grab it And he'll go like He's been the captain For a long time So one four one nine five one one zero two five To get in touch Ahead of a couple of Big games for Scotland I've also been asking Just in, in the background If you like Your first ever Scotland game You went to Stevie's in Bayliston Hi Stevie How are you doing guys Alright Not bad Hi, Stevie, Stevie. What, what was your first Scotland game you went to then First time I went to Hamden was to see Scotland after the 78 World Cup. And I think my first game was the Northern Ireland friendly. We drew one each, I mean, a few years ago. So yeah, I'm going tomorrow to my wee grandson, AJ's first uh, Scotland game. Ah, there we are. That's, what, that's perfect. That's, what, that's why I, I was hoping to, to have this conversation, Stevie. These friendlies sometimes, I know people will look at them and say, oh, you know, they're meaningless friendlies and all the rest of it. But sometimes these are the games your grandson might. Come along tomorrow for the first time, catch the bug in, in a, a lifetime of ups and perhaps some downs in there as well. Well, I'm looking at him, I'm taking my boy with me as well, obviously. We're both Celly fans, I've taken me part, KDC in Barcelona, Man United, that sort. But the wee man's at that age, he's only five, so I mean, if I get him, obviously, interested in Scotland. He is a good wee football player, so obviously, he's going to see them more. Hopefully, Hazard, Lukaku, I mean, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan, the Tongan, I'll be will be playing that, you know, so. Hopefully, I mean, you'll see a good game. And I was a big Scotland fan as well. I mean, McGregor and Gordon done well last week. It's a good advert for the, for the Scotland national team. I mean, they're originally a 5-4, they're a 4 nothing. I mean, no for them. But I think the, the modern, I mean, no McLeish's got a, a, a real headache. Yeah, that's some, something we, 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 we sort of spoke about in last night's programme, Stevie. I mean, you're a Celtic fan. I, I don't know if that influences your decision. Do you have a, a preference who you would pick tomorrow? 
Cameron Greggs, he's fan mate. I, I, obviously, I mean, Gordon will know they've been on before I coach football. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, uh, but I mean, McGregor. So I, I, I watched Celtic in Europe and even my team on a, a Sunday when they lost Eagles. Yeah, they would. Everybody, you know, I mean, just, I was like, where is the goalkeeper? He's six foot plus. Still never forgave him for the Harry Kane goal, not me, no, so. But a bit mixed there, a Scotland fan, a Spurs fan, not me, no, and I was shouting at the telly, telling him to come out his line and get it. But uh, to me, not me, Greg's just this different, different class. There's different kind of keyboard, not me, no, and. When you look at it and you think, yeah, I agree with Mark and Andy Robertson as well. I, I think they've got a real chance. Bit surprised they didn't pick Snoddy, but it's one of the ones. Let me know he's got to try hold his place down south. But I think obviously with the Snoddy game in Albania, it'll be something that'll be good to start off with. What's, what's the aim got, got to be tomorrow? Because obviously it's a friendly. You're, you're then up against a side which. Well, let's be honest, they're certainly a good bit ahead of us Because they're the third best team in the world If you go by the World Cup, they've got an unbelievable um, array of talent You have to prepare for Albania, ultimately mm-hmm. though So so what, what are you trying to achieve from, from you, tomorrow night's you want, game? You want a bit of confidence, Gordon You want to get in and Alec will look at the shape of the team um, I think that we'll touch on the big decision as what goalkeeper he'll go with um, he might just be clever and say, "Well, we'll give them forty-five minutes each, and then decide for the for the opening game." I don't think that's any use. So no, I don't either. I think you should go with your goalkeeper and say, "Right, you're the number one." I think we did a poll on the Clyde SSB Twitter last night. Alan McGregor came out on top with yeah. about sixty-seven percent of the votes. That. I think I can understand that, but I think tomorrow night's all about. I think it's a good game. It'll be a difficult game, um, and I think it's just about organisation, having a look at the players getting them to play together, getting them in the right system that they're comfortable with and the manager's comfortable with and he's surely got to use this friendly to, to take in to the Albania game. Thanks to Stevie and Bailson. We hope you and your boy and your grandson have a, a cracking night out at that game. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB talking about first ever Scotland games in light of this being Andy Robertson's first as captain. Gav says, first game I attended, we beat the Pharaohs 5 or 6 nil, all downhill from there and Ben Kavanagh. I can't believe this. Ben's is, this, is the same as mine. Same as yours, The same I. as mine. Scotland, Australia, 2 nil, horrendous. The stewards stole the Aussies inflatable crocodiles that were crowd surfing, kept people amused for five minutes. Worst game I've been to. <laughs> That is there the couldn't have been many that in the, the crowd first, that night The first was Scotland game I went to as well. oh, I don't know, I can't remember Couldn't have been many uh, Ants as well, mine was Czech Republic, we were cheated But I walked out after 70 minutes because I didn't get the same feeling as I do watching Celtic And have my two other tickets away uh, Preferred the pub with my mates, there we go Stephen as well, his first was a 1-0 win against Argentina Missing Maradona, just before Italia 90 There we go Let's hear a bit from Alex McLeish He says they are out to shock Belgium tomorrow To put them in a good place Before the Nations League clash with Albania on Monday The Scotland boss says they can take inspiration From Shelley Kerr's women's side reaching the World Cup And says it's now time for our next generation To step up to the plate Obviously there's some, some new kids on the block Over the last few months Yeah, You know, they, they're a part of the squad now We will be looking to get a good performance level Against the Belgians Let's let try and upset them and uh, go into the Nations League with all guns firing. I'm certainly treating both games with a lot of importance, but of course the Nations League game is the most important. I believe that for us to get better, we have to play the better teams. Congratulations. You get to a final after all this time. Can you seriously use that to say to your guys, they've done it, we need to be following right up the hill? Of course, as a family, you know, it's, I must congratulate Shelley and 
our staff and the players for an absolutely phenomenal achievement. I know Shelley well, she works ever so hard. I see her a lot at Hamden. I'm really pleased for her, chuffed for her, that she's got those girls to the finals. And it's a very proud week for Scotland in that respect. And it's, it lays the gauntlet down for us. Alice, I think you back to the Costa Rica game. There were certain elements of that performance you weren't pleased about. Do you think your time with the squad since then has allowed you to implement the changes that you would like to implement? Yeah, I think we've um, looked at a lot of things. We've made a, a lot of progress since then from the point of view of trying a lot of players who who might not have thought they'll get a chance for Scotland. Now, we're, we're at that stage of our, our history where, you know, we, we, we've got to do that. Now's the time, because we haven't qualified for a long, long time. I felt I, I, I had to try these young guys. And a lot of them have, have um, shown up really well in South America and Central America in the two games. And you see Stephen O'Donnell still here. There's other guys on our roster that we can call upon. So, you know, it wasn't a, a wasted trip. In fact, we, we turned it into a very positive one. So, first up for Scotland tomorrow, Belgium, then the big one, the Nations League game against Albania on Monday. Tickets for both games are available now. They're both at Hamden Park. Kids can attend from as little as a fiver. So why not head over to ticketscot.scottishfa.co.uk and have a look and maybe get out and enjoy the game Friday and or Monday. Uh, Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here. We're going to hear from Ryan Christie. By all means, keep the memories coming about your first Scotland game. But we're going to hear from Ryan Christie. Um, We've not seen him too much for Celtic, obviously, in recent months. He's featured in the last couple of weeks And he's hoping to um, take advantage of Moussa Dembele's departure Celtic fans, let us know if you think there's an opening there for Ryan Christie or not We'll do that after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been hearing from Andrew Robertson. He's about to lead out Scotland for the first time as captain. It got me thinking. I just wanted to take a trip down memory lane with you, find out your first ever Scotland game. Andrew Balls on Twitter, he says, Scotland v England, 85-1-0, Richard Goff. I was given the tickets after a guy's wife took pregnant and I blagged his brief. That is something straight out of the Gordon DL playbook, isn't it? If there's a freebie, if there's a freebie going, you will you'd have been all over that. In fact, that might be you. You might be in a a, a secret Twitter account. No, definitely not. I've no secret Twitter account. Okay, at Clyde SSB. Well, I would have blagged a freebie, wouldn't I? A freebie. He got another freebie yesterday. Yes, he's relentless. Golf bag. It's, oh, the lads looked after me I've got to see a free a golf bag Yeah oh, Fantastic Disgraceful uh, I don't even want to get into it honestly Because it's the same old story You really should just put your hand in your pocket Every now and then um, Biscuit is on Twitter He says 1978 Hamden v Argentina World Cup winners Diego Maradona Scored a wonder goal Pfft. You're setting the bar quite high guys You're making me feel quite bad About my 2-0 friendly defeat Against Australia yeah, As my rubbish. first Scotland game It's not very memorable uh, Keep them coming Just a, a bit of a trip down memory lane Like I say But Celtic fans This may interest you 0141-951-1025 Ryan Christie says that Moussa Dembele's departure from Celtic could be the thing he needs to kickstart his hoops career Now the forward says Brendan Rodgers has already spoken to him about playing up front and he says he's feeling a lot more confident after his loan spell at Aberdeen last year So the question for you Celtic fans Can you, yes or no see Ryan Christie playing a part up front this season? Yeah, from a from a selfish point of view it's, it's quite good for me Um you know, hopefully that, that can open up a window of opportunity for me, and uh, you know, then it's it's down to me to 
can I grasp that opportunity? Hopefully the manager can have confidence in me to put, to, to put me in, um, even if it is right up front. And, you know, like I said, it's up to me then to, to grab my opportunity. I, I love playing up there. I love, uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm happy anywhere kind of across the attacking lineup. Um, I think, especially playing for a club like Celtic, um, where we, you know, we look to dominate the ball nine times out of ten in games. So, you know, plenty of opportunities and plenty of time in the ball in good areas of the park. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to playing up there, hopefully. He spoke to me early in pre-season anyway about kind of playing right up top as, as almost like a false nine. And, um, you know, I've kind of um, really looked forward to that. And I've played a couple of games there in pre-season and I've come on there. And, um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to play for a team like Celtic. So, um, you know, hopefully I can kick on to the loan. Aberdeen yeah, did me a world of good and I've come back obviously stronger and um, more developed as a football player so you know I think I'm kind of I feel ready now to, to really kind of have a push for for um, you know a regular for Celtic and like I said it, it doesn't really matter where I'm park and playing is you know the main aim is to play for Celtic week in week out Thoughts Mark Wilson Um, Not to be harsh on him but I don't think he's a, a replacement or anywhere near it for Moussa Dembele I think he He'll find it difficult to play up front. I think there's so much comes with being a forward for Celtic. Fans expect so much of you. Um, they expect you to put chances away. And I don't think he's a natural goal scorer. Now, I know he's not going to be a Dembele where he holds things up, but I just can't see how he can adapt. You know, he's, he was outstanding for Aberdeen when he went on loan. I think he got 10 goals from a, a midfield. Majority of those kind of off the left, a, a three behind a striker. And I think that's his best position. However... He struggled to get in the Celtic team, and that's his best position. He struggled to get in there. So how's he going to how's he going to displace an a Griffiths or well, an Edward? Well, t- t- maybe that's maybe that's a different question though, because maybe the the question is not is he going to get picked in a big game ahead of Griffiths or Edward. I think most people accept that that's probably not going to happen. But at the end of last season, Gordon Celtic had three strikers. Mm-hmm. They now have two. two. So so could Ryan Christie be that third guy who? And by the way, we know that Edward and Griffiths are. Prone to a wee injury mm-hmm. Here or there So Perhaps Ryan Christie Is coming off the bench Or, or he's playing So called Run of the mill league games Now and then Is, is that a possibility? I, I, it depends who You're playing against I think Gordon At Celtic Park um, Against one of the lesser teams and I think You get away with it It's not his position um, If you go and play there Regularly You've got to play With your back to goals That is not his strength At all he likes. To, he's, he, he just plays off the striker. He makes good runs. I think he's a bit short for what Celtic um, are looking for. Um, I, I agree with Mark. He was magnificent at Aberdeen. I thought he had a terrific season with Aberdeen. Um, so I can't really see him being. You know, t- it may just be talk about Dembelian or a great opportunity. I think in a one-off game. With the way Celtic, the lad touched on it, the way they dominate the ball, and especially at Celtic Park, the amount of possession they've got, yeah, they would probably get away with it. They'd probably get away with James Forrest up there as well, maybe making runs and stuff like that, interchanging. That's the way Celtic play, but not as a an out now. He's striker. certainly a step closer. There's no doubt. Well, I was going to say, surely, undeniably, the picture has changed because yeah. if I'd said to you four weeks ago that Ryan Christie would come on against Rangers, yeah. you probably wouldn't have believed it. He came on in Europe the, the night, a uh, couple of nights before. Exactly. So Brendan Rodgers' thoughts on it have clearly yeah. changed. I mean, I fully expected him. Uh, being totally honest, I fully expected him to be out the door at Celtic, whether that be another loan spell or permanent, because I just didn't think Brendan Rodgers fancied him. When you when you loan a player to 
your closest rivals in the league at that point, then it kind of tells you that you don't really fancy this player. So I was surprised, but look, you've got to give credit to Ryan Christie. He's came back, obviously, and had a real good pre-season in Brendan Rodgers' eyes, and he's in the pre-season games. Some, sometimes, Matt, you, you need a little bit of slice of luck in, in football. And I think he's got that, because I think with the transfer market... And everyone talking how poor it was for Celtic. If Brendan Rodgers had got all the players he wanted in, I don't think Ryan Christie would be in the position. But that's not to say the boy can't take that take opportunity. The opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Jim is in Erskine. Jim's a Celtic fan. Jim, we've been hearing from Ryan Christie saying he wants to take advantage of Moussa Dembele leaving and perhaps play a more attacking role for Celtic in the coming season. Is that something you can see happening? Well, I'm not really sure. We've never seen enough of the boy to see how good he is. But he's got to be given a chance. I mean, they bought him a long time ago and they've sent him out and loan. And so, yeah. he's there and he may as well have a shot, you know. It certainly looks in the last couple of weeks, Jim, as if Brendan Rodgers is, fancies it a bit more, doesn't he? I mean, he came on against Rangers, like I say, he came on in Europe. We, we didn't see too much of him in those types of games previously. So he, he's got to be the pool, sort of thing. So, the chance is there for him if he, he's up to it, you know. I suppose that... that you you often forget how many games there are That's why I said this conversation isn't about Is Ryan Christie going to be picked ahead of Odds and Edward but That's not really the discussion point Mark It's about can he become the third guy Can he become an option Yeah I understand what you're saying But again there's so much comes with that role Of being a Celtic striker I mean I think some people uh, A lot of the supporters just think Well you're playing up front for Celtic You get a, a you know a great amount of chances per game and it's easy to tuck the ball in the back of the net. So much more comes with that role and for someone who is not really used to it, you know, is used to, you know, facing the play and running forward rather than like Gordon says, back to goal, making little runs off centre-halves, I think that's a, a skill you have to learn and, and hone over years. I mean, Lee Griffiths not Can the biggest, you develop that sort of thing? I mean, he's not exactly, he's not old time. Ryan Christie but he's not that young either so yeah, exactly he's, I mean Ryan Christie's no one to go what the next three years trying to become a striker because his time will run out at Celtic he's he's made his name he got his move to Celtic and he's back at Celtic because his performances mm. at Inverness Cali as an attack midfielder and at Aberdeen as an attack midfielder yeah Johnny's on Twitter says I don't see Christie as a striker at all I think he can make an impact off the bench as McGregor did at the start to force his way in with McGregor now filling Armstrong's role uh, he's looked good off the bench the previous two games so I hope he's given a chance Jim did you also have a, a Scotland memory a first Scotland game first, the first game I remember seeing was uh, again Wales in 1958 mm-hmm. when John Charles came off uh, Juventus to play Scotland played, beat Wales won nothing and me and my pal dogged the school to go <laughs> and we, we did you get caught and we made ball boys but we didn't know the teachers had the fire drill and shut the school down to go to the game <laughs> do, we do you who, score, who scored the goal who scored the winner yeah, Graham Leggett Graham Leggett I love that that's a proper oh, yeah. trip down memory yeah. lane that yeah 1950 John Charles smashed his head off a post I remember that And dog in school as well I don't I I was going to say We can't really condone that type of behaviour But we really can If it's I mean That's a good cause Absolutely Texaco Cup I used to dog school To go and watch Motherwell Get a lift over Fantastic 0141-951-1025 Kevin's in Knightswood Hi Kevin How you doing Gordon Not bad Kevin What's on your mind tonight Uh, I was just when you were talking there About Ryan Christie Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good player, but I, I don't think he can take Dembele's shoes. I don't think he's the same class a player as Dembele, do you know what I mean? I've got nothing against the boy. 
I think he's decent, but I don't think he's an out-and-out striker either, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose the question, Kevin, because that's maybe is a bit of an unfair one, it's not can he become the new Moussa Dembele, it's can he take advantage of the, the gap in the squad left by Moussa Dembele, if that makes sense. I mean, that, This is his time, if he's going to do it, do you know what I mean? He's not going to get a better chance up to January, because obviously Celtic can't sign him there just now, do you know what I mean? I think, I think with Christy, if you're going to play him up there, he needs to play off Edward. You know, you need to play with a two then So that that kind of goes with a change of system Now, Brendan Rodgers looked like he was Perhaps shaping up like that Have you had Dembele and Edward to go with two up? Man, so perhaps it's an option to go what, Edward and Christy off him What astonishes me You know Celtic a lot better than myself Now, you're right Gordon They've got two recognised centre forwards Surely they must have someone come through from below yeah. Surely the question. The size of a club With Celtic Well the, the next in line Really is, is Jack Aitchison yeah. Who's gone on loan To Dumbarton To get mm-hmm. proper Pro- game time And play every week So th- 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 There doesn't seem to be Too many in In between those If that makes sense Yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a bit surprised At that Maybe it's just The modern day football Because um, Years ago You would have People waiting When we played Reserve football At the time And I think that's why Reserve football Is so important To Scottish football um, you had people waiting for that opportunity Rather than put a player out of his position Like Ryan Christie Who is never a centre forward uh, He's a attacking midfield player As we all agree on And a good attacking midfield player um, But I'm just astonished The size of Celtic They've not got someone to say Right, you're the third striker As in, you are a striker That's where we have brought you up This is what we've taught you to Be a striker This is the way you play uh, this is the way we would like you to play back to goals and stuff like that. I'm astonished that Celtic don't have that right at their disposal just now. Kevin, there's no point in getting too far ahead of ourselves. Celtic obviously doing the business at the weekend. That sort of put a lot of the, the negativity around the window to bed. Do, do you think they'll, they'll rush out, so to speak, and go for a striker in January or play it by I, year I, and, and see what I happens? I think Celtic might, but see, to be honest with you, Gordon, I don't think they really need to just now, do you yeah. know what I mean? I think we've got players there that could come in because Brendan obviously likes to play with one up front so there's no point in having five strikers if you're only going to play with one. Fair enough. That's Kevin and Knight's Widow 141-951-1025 to have your say. Remember, we were asking also uh, for your first ever Scotland game just because Andy Robertson's about to be the first, uh, the captain for the first time, should I say. Um, Riley says uh, First one 8-1 against Cyprus At Hamden Colin Steen scored 4 mm. I like that Graham as well First Scotland game Lithuania We won 3-0 Colin Cameron scored a pen And uh, Andrew O'Brien Perhaps with a more pressing matter Is on Twitter He says I'm just looking forward To beat the pundit With Mark Q.O.S. Wilson And Gordon M.L.S.D.L Comedy goal They says <laughs> <laughs> you missed, uh, we got two yes. victories that that time. Didn't this was Mark. You, you missed it Tuesday night. He was asked which team does Wayne Rooney play for, and he replied MLS. To be fair, that's a bit like being asked who does Ryan Christie play for, and you reply Scottish Premiership. Sorry, I just I was going to a a one five one mark. We like like to gloss over that. On the bridle, gloss over it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get in touch. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for forty years. 
Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Get in touch, you can do so in a couple of ways. Give us a call or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Running alongside whatever else is on your mind, I've been asking for your first Scotland memories tonight, first game you went to. We've got a tweet in here um, OSN1601. Very imaginative Catchy. Yeah, Catchy Twitter name. name rolls off the tongue uh, It's a 2011 When Ireland won the prestigious Carling Nations Cup Tell me that wasn't the same tournament You made your one and only Scotland appearance in 2011 20, 20, <laughs> That was the one There we go <laughs> A piece of history Mark Wilson's won Scotland cap And that was this guy's first game well, He must have you enjoyed go. it, it was a You great came off campaign. the bench didn't you? <coughs> great campaign yeah. You come off the bench Came off the bench what, How many minutes gone? Who did you replace again? I asked you this recently and you couldn't even remember, I don't think. I think it was Phil Bardsley, I'm not sure. I don't know how our careers have differed since that point. For like. <laughs> he, he went on to knock out Wayne Rooney in his kitchen, and you exactly. spend Thursday nights in here yeah, with yeah, Gordon yeah, DL. Yeah. I know what I'd rather have, that's for sure. 0141 951 1025. Scott is in Bermulloch. Hi, Scott. Right, good evening guys Hello. Um, Mark, ask Daz where his cap is Oh I knew that yes, was Scott Good yeah. shout hey. It's about time I think we should have more callers like you we, We've got one cap between us <laughs> Uh, I well, Gordon, maybe they didn't make caps in your days, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Ah, but they were better players in my days, let's be honest about it. I'm talking about Doug and all these guys. They always get in just before me. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll, I'll tell you my point. I'll, I'll, I'll put my point about the Ryan Christie thing. I think Brendan Rodgers, in my opinion, has got too many things about changing players. He's got young um, Calvin Muller, who... By all accounts, Mark, you might have seen him coming through the 16s and the 13s now. He's a really good wide player, yet he wants to convert him into a fullback. He's done the same with Christopher Ayer, although I think the long-term plan was always with that. He's done something similar with Nier Beaton. He always seems to want to convert players into different players. Me, me on Ryan Christie, I think Ryan Christie is a fantastic player. I think he's really good, he's good on the ball, he makes good intelligent runs. I just wish he'd get a chance in his favourite position. He was probably either just one inside, just off a striker, or as a wide player. I think he would make a, a right good fist over. The thing is, Scott, though, he's, he's not as good as the guys in front of him. That, that's the plain truth about it. You know, the guys he has to displace in that team, you look at them, you know, guys like McGregor and Rogic and, and guys like that, Forrest, even if you're coming off the other side, Sinclair, you know, can't even get a game now. It's It's difficult. And in terms of in terms of changing players, I don't think there's anything wrong with changing players. I think Brendan Rodgers wants his players to be able to adapt to any system. I think he, he doesn't want to come stuck against a system where he needs to perhaps... I, I even think you'll see Scott Brown, maybe in a year or so, maybe even drop back. I, I really do. You know, just to get... Like he did with Steven Gerrard at Liverpool. He sometimes dropped him back and in the middle of a back three sometimes. I think Brendan Rodgers wants his players... To have an idea of different positions in case he wants to change it at the drop of your heart. Yeah, fair enough, but I, I do get that, right? And I appreciate that a good player can play anywhere, right? I, I'll give you that. I just think Ryan is a good player. He's, he's done it with Calvin. Wait, do you think Calvin's actually going to get a game in front of either Kieran or even Emilio? That's just not going to happen. To be fair, see last year yeah. when I seen him at Kilmarnock and he was man of the match and he had a few games around that period, I thought he was a, a decent backup for Kieran Tierney. 
However, I don't know what's happened in between because he's went off the radar and Emilio Ezeguiris came in. But uh, he's gone out on loan now. Of he's course. went out on loan, of course, to Dundee. But you, you don't know. You might see him back, and he might be a better player for for going out on loan to Dundee. Talk us through how and 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 why that sometimes happens. Who turned you from a a central midfielder into a right back, for instance? Uh, well, it was it was a mixture of Alex Smith, Ian McCall. Uh, kind of, I played Alex Smith, played my centre midfield, and then just. Because injuries I dropped back actually To the, the middle of three at the back um, And then got put out The right hand side And I, I stuck there So I was fortunate enough I had a fair understanding of the game That I could I could play these These positions You know well I don't know you're laughing at I know you could only play one position No no that no, was, no I started as a flying game. winger Bags of pace Yeah I did You ask anybody I was the fastest and then I guy bet you, I bet you get changed Because he didn't track Too lazy back. Yeah. Didn't Guaranteed no, 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 Guaranteed no. Get changed To give the full backs A respite <laughs> <laughs> But in all honesty I think Brendan Rodgers With changing players At a so fair base training He likes the players To have an understanding mm. Of the full game The mm. full picture Not just If you're a centre mid All I know is centre mid He wants that These players To have the full picture And that's why He changes them Now I don't know If it's beneficial To a lot of them I don't think it'll be Ryan Christie I could be wrong I Brendan Rodgers has had success in the past with I though. think it's brilliant Mark Because also what it does for a player is You register what it like, it's like to play in that position What would you, you you'd be thinking? You know so if for instance Ryan Christie went up as an out and out uh, striker He would learn about what a striker is looking for you know, what sort of balls, when the, the, you know, the timings of the runs, angles of the runs. I think it's a great intelligence of a manager to come in and say, right, I want you to learn different positions mm. because gone are the days when you walked in and said, I'm a centre forward and that's the only position you played. You've got to now ad- adapt, you've got to play wide, you've got to drop off. There are different formations now. Used used to be four four two. Everybody knew what a four four two was. Completely different game now We are looking back on some of the club football issues We're of course looking forward to the Scotland games this weekend William John Kennedy says Can you ask the guys Why is Scott McTominay in the squad With only 14 minutes of first team football this season? Because he plays with Manchester United that's Simple, yeah. Simple. And is that is that okay? Is that justified f- for it, you guys? It doesn't matter if it's justified. At the end of the day, it's Alec McLeish. Yeah, but I like decision. the way you think. Uh, me personally, I, I like the boy. I think he's a decent player. Uh, Mourinho, obviously, uh, one of the best coaches in the world, sees a lot in him. Um, have a look at the competition he's got to try and get in the middle of the park. Um, but Alec McLeish goes for him purely because of just now. Is it Manchester United? Yeah, for me, no. I don't think it should be. With 14 minutes of first team football, going into qualification games, no. Let's uh, also bear in mind though, and and I'm not saying this makes it all okay, but 14 minutes of football, that sounds really bad in December. Man United have only played four league games. So Mm. do you know what I mean? If he's still only played 14 minutes by the time we get to Christmas, then you go, right, hold on, but they've only played four times. Yeah, I still think... I think it's it's not a lot of football to, to be in your international side. I think last year, um, or whenever he broke into the squad and he was holding down a, a regular place, yeah, but I think you've got to be playing regular. I'm a yeah. big fan of that, being playing regular to, yeah. to wear the Scotland strip. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. There might be a thought, though, that if you're on the bench for Man United, you are Good better than yeah, somebody who's playing every week for a lesser side. I don't know. Is, is that the thought? percent. Yeah. 
I think that is the case. And when you're playing at that level and that standard, and you're playing with Manchester United, yes, I think it comes in. And I'm not blaming Alec McLeish any day. It's mm. Alec's decision. I've got a lot of time for Alec. He's a Scotland manager. He believes that that 14 minutes is better than one or two that have played most games. Alan's in Renfrew. Your first Scotland memory, Alan? Um, my first Scotland memory was going to watch Scotland beat Sweden 3-1 in 1977. Can you remember all goal scorers? Uh, oh, I'm not that good. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I vaguely remember going there. Um, was that a hand in that game? Yes, it was indeed. Mm, I've got a funny feeling Charlie Nicholas might have made his debut in about him. No, Charlie was the same age as me, so Charlie would have broke. There was somebody, somebody um, who progressed to be uh, well up there that mm. didn't make their debut. I can't remember who it was. Well, do you I know think what, Charlie Nicholas playing uh, in the under 18s against Germany over in Germany. What, late time. 70s? Uh, 78, 79, round about right, that Okay, alright uh, Alan, what, what a strike force that was I suppose we're fast forwarding <laughs> <laughs> Self-praise is no praise I've told you this before Alan, we're fast forwarding a bit What about this sort of current crop then And, and the, the challenges that lie ahead? I, I think McLeish is starting to get a decent squad of um, uh, players together um, Me, myself, um, I'm a Rangers supporter I was going to take a, take a wee point with regards to the dog in school I dog school to go and see Rangers play Chesterfield in the Anglo-Scottish Cup down in Derbyshire many, many moons ago. And in the train on the way down there, I've never seen as many rogues in my life. <laughs> well, 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 do you know, did you go and watch the first leg? I did, I watched the first leg and I remember the second leg. Um, well, see, Adam, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a fact. Over the bar. I'm going to give you a fact. The first leg was my first ever game, I think, for Rangers. And what a goal I scored oh, Honestly Alan well, did get, you have to I get dropped for the next one <laughs> I tell you what I think he's phoned I think he's set us up Alan please come on Alan, Alan DL My brother Please come on And tell me that story uh, Thanks to Alan In Renfrew I think it's time for this Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Don't forget, Morton fans, you've got a new manager. Very keen to hear from you. Are you happy with the appointment or not? And St Mirren fans, looks like you're closing in on a new one as well. So do get in touch. But before we do that, it's time for Beat the Pundit. This will be your last chance to win the Scotland tickets. Remember, just by getting on the phone tonight, you don't even need to get a single question right. You can pass every one of them. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can pass every one and you would still get two pairs of tickets for the game against Belgium on Friday and two pairs of tickets for the game against Albania on Monday 0141 951 1025 do it right now because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I want to hear from you Morton fans you've got a new manager Jonathan Johansson is he the right man for you yes or no St Mirren fans as well it looks like you could be looking to Oren Kearney to take over from Alan Stubbs so the number you need to get in touch on either of those is 0141 951 1025 and we'll get to that as soon as we do this Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. 
It is time for Beat the Pundit Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are standing by They're usually guaranteed to come up with something that will make you laugh on Beat the Pundit They're not trying to be funny, they're trying to be clever And let's be honest, that doesn't always work So one of them is going to be up against Ross McDougall in Mary Hill Hi Ross Hiya How are you? I'm alright And the pressure's already off Ross Because even if you crash and burn Even if you get zero You've won yourself Two pairs of tickets To Scotland v Belgium And again uh, For the Albania game as well You must be pleased with that Aye It's good isn't it That's good That's good isn't it <laughs> Good Friday and Monday night out for That's Ross That's good isn't it Well my, hopefully the result is good And then you can have a, a good night On us and the Scottish FA So let's get the questions up and running Ross I'm going to toss the coin And see who you are up against Remember a couple of weeks ago When we had a nightmare And you two had to play each other Hopefully we don't yes. have that Hopefully Ross's phone line survives Heads it's Mark Tails It's Gordon And it is Heads It's Mark Wilson Up against Ross from Mary Hill Let me give Mark some Clyde too So that he doesn't know what you're saying Ross And we'll get the questions up and running Ross 30 seconds head to head Remember you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Aye. Right let's do it Scotland last beat Belgium in 1987 2-0 Can you name either scorer? Uh, Kenny Douglas From which team did Man City sign Vincent Company? Uh, Anderlecht The Eagles is the nickname of which English Premier League side? Uh, Crystal Palace In which year did Aberdeen last win the top flight in Scotland? Uh, 1978 Lee Boyer is the caretaker manager of which English League 1 side? Uh, Bradford Which European team play in the Estadio de la Ceramica? Uh, that's Vienna. Oh, that's a tough. That was quite tough tonight, Ross. I must say, but let's. It should be interesting to see how Mark Wilson uh, fares with those. Mark, can you hear me? Yes, you can. Back. Right. Sa- same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Hi. On you go. Scotland last beat Belgium in 1987. It was 2-0. Can you name either scorer? Charlie Nicholas. From which team did Man City sign Vincent Company? Anderlecht. The Eagles is the nickname of which English Premier League Crystal side? Crystal Palace. In which year did Aberdeen last win the top flight? 1986 Lee Boyer is the caretaker manager of which English League One side? Uh, MK Dons Which European team play in the Estadio de la Ceramica? Uh, Benfica Okay, I'll tell you what, how hard were they? They were awful, absolutely awful They were tough Ross, weren't they? Aye, uh, they were hard They were hard to find them tough as well, Ross the, the scores reflect that <laughs> um, <laughs> without giving okay. too much away uh, Let's go through the questions Shall we, Gordon Dale, how would you have fared? Do you think they were tough, weren't they? Uh, three, I think oh, No chance Absolutely yeah, I'll, go, no I'll, chance. Give you, I'll give you the Lee Boyer one Alright, well hold on, we'll go through them Scotland last beat Belgium, 2-0 It was 1987 Can you name either scorer? You had the choice between Alan McCoist and Paul McStay So you both got that wrong 0-0 nil, nil to kick us off Alan McCoist Jeez on, on to the next question From which team did Man City sign Vincent Company? He started at Anderlecht But it was Hamburg oh, In between times oh, So it's still nil nil. On to the third question <laughs> Good game that's <laughs> uh, the, the Eagles The nickname of which English Premier League side It's yeah. Crystal Palace yes. You both got that oh, right no, One all In which year did Aberdeen last win the top flight? Mark Wilson was closest But no points for being close It's 84-85 Five. season oh, So still one all. Lee Boyer The caretaker manager of which English Charlie. League won? Charlton, yes But none of you got it right So it's one all On to the last question Which European team I mean we could have changed it to Spanish To give you a bit of a chance Play in the Estadio de la Ceramica It is Via Real So it's one all <laughs> Played there as well You're kidding me on Have you, you played there? Dear, honestly and you What didn't... was it called when you played there? Ach, I wasn't paying attention 
Cumbernauld Colts Park <laughs> Right uh, they are, they, They're the hardest questions very, I've ever they were, had They were very this. tough They were very very tough I must say um, So It means we're on to the tiebreaker oh, And the right. tiebreaker's oh, even harder obviously oh. Yeah. So Ross here's what's going to happen I'll read the question I'll get Mark Wilson to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay Right, right the question is this In which year <laughs> This is some question It's just a closest two In which year were Third Lanark The runners up In the Scottish League Cup <laughs> We've well, got to take a guess We've got to separate you somehow uh, In which year were Third Lanark The runners up In the Scottish League Cup Mark Wilson Show me your answer They Where'd lost it. They 2-1 to Hearts oh, If that makes a difference uh, Okay oh. Right I've got Mark's effort Ross what's your attempt uh, 1935 So Ross says 1935 Mark Wilson says 1889 The answer is 1959 Ross McDougall from Maryhill Not only do you take the Scotland tickets You take the sign ball And the bragging rights as well Well done to you Thank you Good man Well done Ross Uh, Enjoy your night at the games And remember scottishfa.co.uk If you want to get yourself tickets to those games as well A couple of big ones Belgium tomorrow night And then we have Albania of course In the Nations League On Monday I think the, the children's tickets Do start from From as little as a five or so You might fancy Going along I don't know What you What, what is that look in your face for? I thought it was a lot earlier I must admit But I'll tell you what They were very very hard All right, You had a problem with the questions that, The worst The worst selection of questions And the worst teaser uh, Sorry, tiebreaker. Tie tie I've ever heard. Had to well. separate you somehow. Third Lanark. Listen, who's even thinking about that? Don't to be put a, that in a question. Don't be a sore loser. Do not be a sore loser. Nonsense. Just because you couldn't get Nonsense. it. It's on the map. It's on the map. It's on the map. Right, St. Mirren fans, Morton fans, let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Morton have announced Jonathan Johansson as their new manager. The former Rangers coach has signed a two year deal. He takes over at Capital following Ray McKinnon's. Controversial I think we can call it that Move to Falkirk um, You'll remember Johansson stepped up Along with the likes of, of Jimmy Nicol At the end of last season uh, After Graham Murty's departure He previously uh, Was the manager Of Motherwell's youth team In fact he's, a, he's had a coaching stint At Morton as well Previously What do you make of that news? Uh, I was surprised I thought they would have um, Gone for a little bit More experience It's his first job Um He's highly rated as a coach, Gordon. So it's a great opportunity for him. Um, he's he's had his apprenticeship, as you say. So it's now time to step into the the real world and um, be your be your own man and make your own decisions. And uh, he's 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 taking over a, a good team because the, what they're sitting top of the league. Am I correct in saying that just now? So it's a good opportunity for him. He's probably he's learnt uh, motherwell. He's then taken the step up. He's had a, f- a few years at Rangers uh, in the background, work- working under a few managers. So it's a great opportunity, and I wish them all a very, very good I best. like it. I like it because it's something different, Gordon. It's not the, the same old managers, you know, just going round the jobs and, you know, get sacked for here or leave this one. And okay, he's in the running. Oh, he's got the Morton job. Okay. And then he goes along again. It's somebody out the blue that nobody would have thought of, but somebody who's obviously went down. The, the correct avenues You know Done his coaching badges Then coached at a, a younger level Built himself up To the, the reserve side In Motherwell 
and then moved on, you know. So well done, Morton, for giving somebody the chance because it's it's very easy just to mm. go back to the normal names and appoint one of those. Yeah, Murray McMillan says absolutely delighted uh, with Jonathan Johansson at Morton. A fantastic, brave, and exciting appointment by my club onwards. Um, so I think the only thing you really could level against it is the obvious one: it's that lack of experience. Because I know fans sometimes feel just a little bit. Safer if you like If it's an experienced yeah, guy That comes in But I think we've all seen You've got to start somewhere On numerous think, occasions I, I, I That think, doesn't guarantee I, I success I think Mark's right He's got a good reputation He served his apprenticeship He deserves the opportunity And uh, Morton's decided To give him that opportunity Got a two year contract Ray McKinnon's built A decent enough side Down there to be Top of the league So he's not walking Into a struggling side so that's a good start from right away. He'll put his own stamp in it, bring his own coaching staff in maybe, um, and then he'll go and see how he fares as a number one. You, you've got to start if, somewhere. If we were to keep going uh, and seeing the lack of experience in every new manager... No one would ever get a job. But guys that managing teams at 75-year-old, you know, there needs to be some... There needs to be shown some level of progression. If these guys are doing their coaching badges and then going on... So-called apprenticeships To starting under 18s Moving on to reserve teams There's got to be an end game And that's getting a top job And the mm. only way you can get experience Is being in the hot seat And Morton Is a great a great club to go to You know They're in a great position And I think it's an exciting appointment Like like the tweeter just said I, I really do And uh, Again that just encourages guys Who are at that level With other clubs To say Okay He's done it Perhaps other Teams In that division Or lower Will perhaps take a chance in one of us further than the line. And in terms of the way it's been handled, we obviously don't know the, the, the absolute specifics, Gordon, but what is clear from where we sit is that Morton have acted pretty quickly because it was only last weekend, of course, that mm-hmm. all the, the drama unfolded with Ray McKinnon. Um, I don't think the, the, the two parties are in agreement still at the moment, mm-hmm. but they've acted fairly swiftly and got the new manager in place. Good decision. Because it gives them with the international break and everything And get them in And let them work with the players uh, Let them get to know the players Know the club again um, You know, I, I think it's a very, very good decision um, uh, you, there's, there's no There's no promises in anything, Gordon, in management You can't It doesn't matter what manager you get in um, You can't guarantee That it's going to be successful But at least give them the opportunity It's a tough one to start with, though yeah, you've you know, just Googled it. Ah, uh, we at Dundee United. No, I, I, I regularly follow. No, Morton. you Googled it. Come on, yeah, he knows Dundee United fixtures. I know the Dundee United <laughs> fixtures, but that's a tough one. But, who, who are they after, aren't they? Dundee um, United. <laughs> 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 see, to be, there's nothing wrong with that. That's called doing a bit of research <laughs> on the spot, which is far more than I'd ever see you doing over yeah, in that corner of the studio. Don't stand so there all smart and thought, think, I know Dundee United. Shaney Punk, he's he's looking further ahead. He says, right. On to embarrassing McKinnon on the 20th of October So he's already got the the, the fixture with Falkirk Circled in his calendar Yeah, uh, that'll be a keep your eyes in the dugout um, but a warm welcome oh, oh, for Ray McKinnon Imagine that, yeah, imagine that Such a unique situation to see a manager do that So I don't think he'll be, he'll be getting too many cheers off the Morton fans, let's say uh, Now it's not only Morton, of course The old rivals St Mirren are still looking for a new manager to take over from Alan Stubbs Oren Kearney is the front runner in the meantime it looks like um, the highly rated young coach we believe comes with a bit of a recommendation from Northern Ireland gaffer Michael O'Neill I suppose that, that would help um, managing in his, his homeland at the moment Derek's a St Mirren fan in Rutherglen is that one that would excite you Derek? Um, hi, hi panel um, Hi Derek So 
far as it's, it's concerned with Kearney, um, seen a wee bit about him. Um, does seem to have uh, quite a high calibre, and uh, I think it would be be good. Um, I've seen a few a few of the other names that have been sort of doing the rounds in, in some of the forums, like Jim McIntyre and put, um, people are wanting Gus McPherson to come back and, and things like that. Um, I just think whoever we appoint, I think it's it's better that we're actually getting somebody who's um, who has got a bit of a, a proven track record. Um, because personally, I, I I like I like Alan Stubbs. He seems to be a nice, genuine guy, salt of the earth. But um, the the success or lack of it that they had at Rotherham, and then there was a gap in his employment. I I didn't personally think it was a, the best choice of the manager. And I just, I just let you know what what you guys think of that, and and um, if you've got any other comments to add regarding what what St Martin have been been looking at. Well, again, it's it's sort of similar to what we're chatting about there. I know St Martin are in the Premiership, but you know the if they're going to go for Oren Kearney, then it's somebody different. It's a brave appointment, you know, because it could quite easily go for proven managers. Jim McIntyre's a, a good one who who had. Uh, very successful time with Ross County And I think he's a, a name up there Jim Goodwin as well Now he would be a, a fresh idea coming in But if they're going to appoint Oren Kearney um, it, It's a gamble But I suppose appointing anybody mm. Really is a gamble Alan Stubbs You know like Derek Senior, A wee bit of a gamble Because he had a gap in his employment And it's not worked out The thing is they need to get this one mm. right though I, I don't really get it I must admit Gordon It might just be a personal thing mm-hmm. Appointments like this always cause people to just look back at the couple of other managers that have come over for Ireland from Ireland and sort of base this on on those and, and, and try and marry the top. When in reality, they're very different situations. They're different guys, different clubs, different circumstances. Mm-hmm. One thing that you can't get away from though is it it would be a big change. You know, he's, he's a school teacher as well at the moment. He's going to be moving into a full time football environment, and, and that that is different. There's no getting away from that. Well, it's a great opportunity for a lad if he takes it on board, Gordon. Um, but I totally agree with Mark. There are two things here for me, and I could be wrong, and I hope I don't upset MD at St Man because I've got a lot of time for him. I think it's a cheap option. I really do. How I do th- you know? I, I says I think. I didn't say I know. I says I might, think. Might be commanding a hefty fee. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. When you're a part-time manager on Ireland and you get the opportunity to come over and manage a Scottish Premier League club full-time with the set-up that St Mirren's got, I don't think you're going to be hard to deal with. St Mirren, obviously, have been, uh, it's cost them a couple of quid, probably, to get a day stubs and the backroom staff that he brought in as well. Um, my big concern... And I'm all for people getting opportunity because I do agree with Mark. It's a a merry-go-round when all these managers that lose their jobs, they just go round and round and wait for the next one and then they jump off and, oh, he's the man for a job. Now, St Mirren are brave in this, but when you're fighting for your life in the top tier of Scottish football, first time back for a long, long time, me personally, I think you've got to have someone who's been full-time manager and coach and knows a lot about the Scottish game for the first year, Gordon. I really do. He's coming over here and don't tell me this nonsense about, well, you could have watched videos and watched stuff like that. Nobody, I'd never really heard of this lad, but I looked up and he's he's won the Irish Cup. He's 40 years of age. He's part-time. He's a school teacher. Very intelligent boy. And I wish him all the best. 
But I think for me personally, it's a massive gamble. I hope it works for him, but I think it's a cheap option. Derek, would you understand some of those concerns put forward by Gordon Deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the other thing is um, just going on. It's in the back of the, the one of the, the points I sort of raised as well is um, big success of the likes doesn't necessarily mean that we're we're going to uh, we're going to get anywhere because if you probably remember Jack Ross when he was at Arwa, um it wasn't exactly setting the heather on fire, and he did he did a massive turn for us when he came here. Uh, the other thing, though, is because of the the ownership model of St Mirren, even though we are back in the Premiership, we've, we've got ambition to stay up. Um, because of the way we're owned, funded, because if, if, I, if I'm uh, correctly informed, we took Stubbs on and gave him a three-year contract, so that's going to be quite a, a bit of a dent in the budget as well. So we've got to sort of balance aspirations as to who we want and who we can get based on the, the finances that we've got. So, um, clearly, personally, I would I would quite like to, to maybe see him get a chance. Um, but I think the, the board have basically got to give really careful consideration to whoever they, they decide they, they want to shortlist or, or bring in. Because uh, if, if things don't go too well with the next appointment, then... Things things only looking good for us, and we're going to be back get back at square one again. Which myself and and I'm sure everybody else uh, uh, at St Mirren we 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 don't want that at all. We can't really afford that. Okay, thanks to Derek, the St Mirren fan from Rotherglen. Any other Saints fans on today's potential managerial news? Morton fans, come on, give us your reaction. Jonathan Johansson is your new manager. What about this as well? We're giving you the chance to win a pair of tickets to this weekend's Petrov v Milner. A match for cancer We hope you caught Stillian Petrov on the show last night As always Incredible Incredibly inspirational To listen to Stillian Petrov Talking about his own battles And of course trying to make a difference uh, For people in the future So if you fancy going along to Petrov against Milner We do have uh, three pairs of tickets To give away And it's so simple All you have to do is come on Answer a really easy question About Stillian Petrov And the tickets are yours Three pairs to give away The phone lines are open right now and we're going to close them at the end of the break 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now If you want to win those tickets To Petrov v Milner A match for cancer Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The lines are now closed For the Petrov v Milner tickets We've got three pairs to give away all you have to do is come on and get one really, really simple question right and the tickets are yours. Let's get straight to the phone. Stephen Maguire from Govan Hill is first through. You ready, Stephen? Hi, hello, Gordon. How you doing? Good, thanks. Question for you. Very simple. I hope it is. Which English club did Stillian Petrov play for? Aston Villa. There we go. Pair of tickets on the way. Enjoy. Oh, thanks very much, pal. Right, next up, Gary Simpson from Mary Hill. How are you, Gary? Not bad yourself. Equally as easy for you, Gary. Which country did Stillian Petrov represent at international level? Area. Oh, there we go. Look at this. They're making this look easy. We should get you guys back on for Beat the Pundit. Mm. The tickets are yours, Gary. Enjoy. Nice one. There Thank we you. are. And uh, hopefully we get three in a row, or this could take all night. Tommy is in Alawa. You ready, Tommy? Thank you Final question for you You've even got multiple choice here What number did Stillian Petrov wear at Celtic? Was it 7 or 19? 
19 Ah there we are 3 out of 3 well done Pair of tickets on their way To you as well Tommy enjoy Many many thanks Thank you No problem at all So that's uh, Petrov v Milner A match for cancer this weekend Should be a fantastic occasion Stillian spoke Unbelievably well On the cause on the show Last night We've just given away Three pairs of tickets So we hope you lot Enjoy uh, Don't think you're getting out Of the teaser though I've still got that lined up Don't you worry uh, Stephen Ray has sent this one in I've butchered it a little bit Because his right. you, if I, I'd love, love to have seen your face If I had read his question to you It had about 25 answers or something mm-hmm. So uh, I've shortened it down a bit But nevertheless It's still Stephen's question Listen carefully please And I'm aiming this at you Gordon Because you never listen mm-hmm. Right Excluding players currently playing in Scotland yeah. Name the last 10 Scottish goal scorers For Celtic or Rangers In the Champions League group stages So excluding players currently playing in Scotland I.e. don't say Lee Griffiths Name the last 10 Scottish goal scorers For Celtic or Rangers In the Champions League group stages uh, Maloney Yes, well done Sean Maloney, 2008 against Villarreal yeah, I think I set that one up. Thank you. Probably didn't, did but you? anyway. Yes, I did. And what, yeah. what stadium was it in? That was in Celtic Park. That <laughs> oh, one. Was I remember right? that one. Venehur <laughs> uh, of Hesseling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what part of Scotland is he from? I am so glad. I was, <laughs> do you know my first answer was going to be Henry Glasser? <laughs> Is that one of the Is, that <laughs> one, is he, is he, is he one of the The, the Colt Bridge Hesselings oh, You have never seen right. Tony what What He's was the first line Scotland. Of the question He's I don't know Excluding players Currently playing, playing in Scotland, Scotland. Wow oh, this is hard. Do you see what I'm up against this Here on a hard. Thursday night Aiden, Honestly Yes No because we're talking Football nationalities as well So he didn't represent Scotland That's ridiculous So because for all Sean Maloney wasn't born in Scotland Aye. either But he's, he's Scottish Played for Scotland That's what yeah. I'm talking about Not the best start have we uh, no. Charlie Adam Yes, yes. Oh. Well done 2007 against Stuttgart Surely Barry Ferguson scored with Yes him. In the same game Well I think it was the same game 2007 yeah, against Stuttgart Keep it going Many have we got 25 you've, no, you've, you've only got 10 to get So excluding players Currently playing in Scotland Name the last 10 Scottish goal scorers for Celtic or Rangers in the Champions League group stages. You've got Charlie Adam, Barry Ferguson, Sean Maloney. Barry Robson. Against? Alberg. Brilliant. Yes. Set that one up as well. Thank you. Well done. Yep. Did McCoy? McCoy must be one, surely. The last 10. Last 10. Oh, the last 10! Oh, I thought you said 10 You need to start oh. reading them out Right Gordon Oh yeah it's definitely my fault Yes I didn't hear you saying the last 10 I've read it three times Who did you get there? Barry Robson And was it right? Yes, yes. Barry yeah. Robson, Sean Maloney Barry Ferguson, Charlie right. Adam Okay mm. Right okay Right we'll get back yeah. to Kenny the Jambo He's an Airdrie Hi Kenny Evening guys It's, it's like the radio's answer To Jack and Victor later <laughs> Honestly Kenny Unbelievable <laughs> Hopeless yeah. I'll listen in every night guys But honestly When I listen to the two It's just comical You know what I mean Mark and his canoe And Gordon and his links The other and It's hilarious <laughs> The thing is Kenny though They're not trying to be funny no, That's no, when it becomes A bit worrying best, But anyway What's on your mind anyway Kenny? Evening guys uh, No I was going to say uh, I'm quite chuffed That John Suter's actually Got a, a shout with uh, The Scotland squad Because I don't know If Mark was with him as well When he was at Dundee United But Hi, I was Kenny. I. Well, f- <laughs> aye, aye, I was with him. Aye, where are you Kenny. seriously? Yeah, 
Yeah. Aye, John. Aye, John. See, I, I, I pay attention to Hertz every week. I didn't get a chance to go and see them a lot, but uh, I, I'm actually over the moon with John Suter getting shouted down because I think he truly deserves it. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I must admit, I had my concerns when I was at Dundee United. Thought he looked an outstanding player on the ball, composure, brilliant. Thought his defensive side could have done me improving, and he took a chance. But I think going to Hearts has is, is really been the making of him. See, playing beside guys like Christoph Berra, Aaron Hughes, Aaron Hughes, mm-hmm. experience like that, I think you see him coming on leaps and bounds. And everybody knows, well, just now, to be a top centre half, you need to be able to play with the ball as well. Yeah. And John can definitely do that, but his defending has definitely improved. So I, th- I agree with you, Kenny. I think he deserves his place in that squad. Of course, the league leaders, Gordon and Scotland mm-hmm. Hearts, they're the early pace setters. John Souter, I'm sure, will will play some sort of part in the coming days. And Stephen Naismith drafted into the squad as well. So uh, there's clearly a lot for Kenny to be happy about at the moment. Yeah, they're certainly they're certainly getting the, the awards for the start of the season, Gordon. That uh, obviously has been noticed by the Scotland manager. I wasn't, I've got, Kenny, I've got to be honest, it's all about opinions. I wasn't a great fan of Suter, but I think he started the season really, really well. I watched him uh, against Celtic at Tynecastle and I thought he was excellent. I think he's improving uh, and I hope he keeps improving, especially for, obviously, your hearts and for Scotland as well. But congratulations to him. And I think it's all because of down to the fact that they're going so well in the league. And when, when their team's doing so well, then the international manager tends to just have a wee look. Or Kenny, is it because Craig Levine put the pressure on and said that John Souter's got an Australian granny and he might disappear <laughs> if we don't call him up soon? Listen, he did, he did the big <laughs> lesson last season as well. He's, he's a clever man, you know what I mean? Craig Levine was a fantastic player until he got that injury. Uh, I, I, I like him as manager of hearts. I mean, he's, he's brought in the players. He's, when he was director of football and appointing Cathro, he had all the critics and all that, but... I think the guy's doing well and I wish him uh, he'll get well very soon, you know what I mean? But apparently he's, he's maybe back for next week's game against Gordon's hometown team and I'm actually thinking of taking the kids across because it's a fate at the gate for the away fans. So. Gordon yeah. says head round to his before it, he'll give you a cup of tea and all the rest of it, a yeah, couple I'm of pre-match not, snacks. I'm, I'm not far from there. So just you, I'll, I'll get in touch after the show Kenny I'll send you his address Very hospitable um, What might the back three look like then Let's let's assume it's like a, oh, a back three Sorry it could be a back four um, well, Because you've got the Kieran Tierney Andrew Robertson I, I issue. Think you, yeah, I You've think got no Scott McKenna this time Charlie Mulgrew's still there John Souter's there Stephen O'Donnell is it, is, let's, let's start then Is it going to be a three or a four? Well I think it's looking like a three I, I, I think you'll find Well I would say Kieran Tierney On the left side of that If you're going to try and fit The two of them in the team Kieran Tierney will be the left side I think you'll find Charlie Mulgrew Being the centre one mm-hmm. For his experience The right sided one Could be a pick Between John Souter Could be Jack Henry Oh he's injured He's well, injured oh, Remember Jack yeah, yeah, injured. He's out okay, the squad okay. mm. So well So it won't be him <laughs> I'll definitely not be him then <laughs> Unless he I'm sorry. Jack Henry looks like he's glumping about right. it. Come on. And, uh, no, but I mean, but like, it's a chance for John Souter to play. Ever been, ever been serious about so, it. So, to, to be fair, I think. I mean, even the England game under Gordon Strachan, uh, Kieran Tierney did play in a back three. Andrew Robertson played outside him. You would imagine Charlie McGrew occupies one of them. Yeah. What, what about the the other side from Andrew Robertson? Then do you go along the lines of? More of a, a right back I.e. Stephen O'Donnell Callum Patterson Or is that actually No James, Callum is that, Patterson or, or, or is that, He's not a right back Or is that James Forrest 
actually on that Oh a wing back James Forrest has played there so many times for Celtic mm. In that role um, But remember Celtic are always on the front foot Brendan Rodgers tends to play that system When they know You don't, you don't think we'll be on the front foot against Belgium? <laughs> When he says so I, I've got mm-hmm. a funny feeling We might not be so Especially I think with might, Big Jack missing I think <laughs> <laughs> Big Jack Henry might have <laughs> Solidified up right side But I think It depends the way Alex wants to play If he wants to play attacking And go up Belgium Then James Forrest your man If not then I think it'll be Callum Patterson I, I think he'll get the shout mm. Before Stephen O'Donnell That's my, my opinion Well we'll soon find out And obviously Tomorrow might give us a clue But the real business comes on Monday night And I, I wonder if we learn lessons from You know, try and learn lessons tomorrow And take it into Monday that, So you that, just don't that's know That's the reason for a game, Gordon He's got to learn lessons um, I think It's going to be tough though, is it not? Because it's such a different challenge With all due respect You've got one game where we're expected to lose And going to try and contain a team And then you go straight I'm, into I'm a game where we're the favourites I'm talking about shape I'm talking about working together as a team um, seeing if, for instance, if he goes with the back three, is it a good balance to it? Now, if you go up against some of the best players in the world and you look as a manager and think, we've handled this well, then you can get into the game on Monday full of confidence. So he's not just having a friendly for the sake of having a friendly, he's got to use this friendly to base mm. it on the most important. And Alex already said that. Yes, tomorrow we always want to win a game of football, it's got to be difficult. But the most important one is uh, against Albania. And it's actually been a very uh, busy week, of course, for the national sides. We've been uh, talking about the fantastic success for the women's national team. Scotland under-21s play tonight, just getting underway uh, a few minutes ago against Andorra. That's actually a qualifier as well. So hopefully the the uh, class of the future can do the business tonight and we get some encouraging signs. Of course, at that age, it's a, you're striking the balance between performance you know, it results in development really, isn't it? It's always yeah. been the way for the 21s. You want them to win, but at the same time, if you're looking at guys like Billy Gilmore and so on, perhaps it's more about trying to prepare them for the future. It's a difficult one, um, the 21s, because the guys that are playing 21s are obviously delighted to be playing for their country, but a lot of them are first-team players. You know, A lot of them have got their eye on the, on the top team, want to get in there. I've been in squads before where... Some take the petted lip That they're not In the first team And they come down And their attitude Could be a wee bit off And I've I don't think guys we, I don't, don't think at the moment the We've got too many Do we I, I know Oliver no Buck Would be the only one group. And he's he's yeah. pulled out injured So I mean the, the team tonight For instance Fulton Smith David Bates Ryan Porteous um, We've got Williamson Ross McCrory's in there As captain Stephen Mallon Billy Gilmore The youngest yeah. member Of the team by a mile Chris Cadden uh, Mikey Johnson Fraser Hornby So It's a good uh, Listen it's a good side Especially middle to front That's that's a good side Lots of attacking uh, players in there uh, Lots of exciting players So hopefully mm. they'll do well tonight And show that they can Perhaps make the step up In a year or two uh, What about the teaser then mm. Stephen Ray sent it in If you've got a good question And you want us to use it On the show uh, Send it into Fulltime At Clyde1.com Excluding players Currently in Scotland Can you name the last 10 Scottish goal scorers For Celtic or Rangers In the Champions League Group stages So when I say Scottish goal scorers I don't mean Jan Venegar of Hesselink As Mark mm. Wilson suggested mm. A few moments ago It was a good show ah, aye, aye. Steve McManus Yes Against oh. Shakhtar Donetsk AC Milan AC Milan That's what I meant to say yeah. yep. Maybe okay. scored against Donetsk as well But it's the Milan oh, one Mr. Yeah. has got down Scott McDonald <laughs> oh, <he's Australian>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly 
I am not reading that question again. I'm not reading that question again, honestly. I'm I'm so certain he was on it listen you take care for here <laughs> what chance have you got Ian's and Paisley Hughes and Coat Bridge we're going to speak to them after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard they're going about the teaser Mark Wilson is having an absolute <laughs> nightmare on the teaser. The question is excluding players currently playing in Scotland. Name the last 10 Scottish goal scorers for Celtic or Rangers in the Champions League group stages. So by Scottish, I don't mean Jan Venegar of Hesselink. I don't mean Scott McDonald. Mm. Just two of Mark Wilson's excellent guesses. You've already got Stephen McManus, Charlie Adam, Barry Ferguson, Barry Robson, Sean Maloney. See, to be fair to the mushroom tonight, Gordon, uh-huh. he's in fire. Do you know why? Why? Because when he said Scott McDonald, who mm-hmm. was, it's no, it wasn't born far away from Scotland, <laughs> right? When you think about it, it put me into thinking of pundits, Billy Dodds. Yes. He so is, well done, he's the, the, the furthest back, if you like, 2000 against Sturm Graz. And we've got another one. Do you want another one? Yes. Lee McCulloch. Yes, 2007 yeah. against Leon, 2009 Bonner, against Bonner. Bonner. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. Stephen Thompson. I yes. This one. Yeah. 2005 against Up Media. So you've only got two, two to, get. to get. Plenty of time to get them. Uh, Ian's in Paisley. Your thoughts on the new or potential new St Mirren manager, Ian? Really excited at the prospect. Uh, and uh, I would take issue with Gordon saying that. He thinks it's a cheap option. Mm-hmm. I think St. Martin done the research in the summer, realised the mistake of Stubbs, and they're going for the man who thinks can uh, bring stability and play the football the way it should be played. So, uh, Well, if they'd done the well, research in the summer, they'd have uh, went with this guy, surely. If, if he's a man that, to bring stability. I know he was in the running, he he running but he never got the job. So yeah, what does that tell you? Summer was very, very close to it. What I'm saying is <laughs> they made the choice it's went wrong mm-hmm. but they didn't need to then go back again because they already you know he's already there they, they know about him uh, they're confident about him and uh, well he's got a second chance Ian, Ian I said I said when I was talking about St Mirren my point of view I've always said in this programme I think St Mirren are a fantastic football club I love going along there they treat you very very well Tony Fitzpatrick everybody in the club are terrific and I hope it works for St Man. I really do because I like St Man. But I just well, I don't take issue with you saying that. I'm nope. just saying I disagree with your opinion. Yes, that's fine. I've no problem with that. But uh, I just think that a, a a lad who's a part-time football manager coming in from Ireland just now a difficult. It's going to be a difficult season for St Man. No doubt. If we can stay up, we'll yeah. be delighted. Yeah, to- I totally agree with that, and I hope you do. But I just think that, and you know, it's the old argument again. Well, we don't want to go and see the same faces. But I, I just thought St. Man would have sat back and looked at someone that probably knows 
How to stay in this division If you know what I mean We had a tweet in, And listen You're comparing apples and oranges At mm. times I, I get that But we had a tweet From a Mullerwell fan I, I can't remember where it is But I remember roughly What it said um, Talking about basically Well you know When Stephen Robinson came in Some people said That was a cheap option People had never really heard of him I know he had A brief spell at Mullerwell before But no in-depth Experience of the Scottish game And that's worked out well So I mean there are Plenty of examples To back up both arguments Yeah The the risk for me Is the full time football thing Now with Stephen Robinson He had He had knowledge of full time football Before he had worked in it With Oren Kearney Going through being a teacher In part time football Is a very different environment To being full time Hands on The workload doubles You know You're never away for that It's That environment and I just wonder how he'd react to that I think that's the, the gamble that's That'll be difficult for him to take In the Premiership In St Mirren's first season back Ian, whoever it is What do, I mean, this is the We could go on all night for this answer But what's the sort of immediate Remit, if you like Is it about You know, picking different players Or, or, or getting Not the best Not necessarily, no Just putting a team in the pitch uh, That understand tactics And can play to a formation I look like a football team because unfortunately, nothing. I wasn't against Alan Stubbs mm-hmm. getting the job, but if if you'd watch the games, they were totally clueless. I think he yep. ripped the soul out of the club, destroyed the confidence. Ian, can I can, can I just butt in for a second and ask you because I was on on Tuesday with Roger Hanna and made a caller on. I can't remember the lad's name, a big St. Man fan, and he absolutely blasted the players. Blasted them In fact he went so far to say They weren't good enough to even play in the championship Now The transfer window's closed You're bringing in a manager That doesn't know the Scottish game And Mark touched on as part time um, is, is that a massive massive gamble? Because he's got to work with these players That St Mirren fans already I thought seen. we established though That every appointment's a gamble Yeah but but Coming from the, the environment and the lads coming for, I, I wish them all the best so but Put I'll, it this way right If you if you hire a guy Who's unproven Like this one mm-hmm. your, your other option is you, you hire a guy who's had a couple of jobs before And with all due respect to St Mirren If he's in the running for the St Mirren job He's probably failed at one of the jobs before Because that's the sort of market they're in Yeah but I think I So think, how is that any safer? I think I think a little bit of experience and Especially now this, Every manager has been In the Scottish Premier League I think you've got a better chance I, thought, I think you've got to narrow those uh, margins down okay. Gordon That's what I'm saying I hope If, if St Mirren go for this lad And he takes a job I wish him all the best I hope St Mirren stay In the Premier League I've got a lot of time for a club I just think it's Massive massive gamble They're going down Thank you to Ian and Paisley Hughes and Cope Bridge We've been asking All throughout the night really For First Scotland memories Ahead of Andy Robertson Leading the team out For the first time You got one to share with us Hugh? Hi good evening Hello Hey 19, I think it was 1953, uh, December the 8th. This is not Hugh Keevens, is it? <laughs> I don't know. The better if he was on, you would probably remember. You would remember. <laughs> uh, I think it was December the 8th, which was a school holiday, and it was a Wednesday afternoon at Hamden, and it was a, a great a Hungarian team, Puskas and just uh, Wow. Had a gritty. Mm hmm. And the team had beat England 7-2 at Wembley the year before uh, and got to the World Cup final in 54 and you beat the West Germany and they beat Scotland 2-0. And I don't remember much of it. 
I don't blame you. Boeing. My father, my mother had died here before, and my father put everywhere. And uh, I remember, I was, I was a fan of ever since, you know, the best player I've ever seen in my life. I love that Absolutely yeah. love that. that I mean You talk about a memory Hugh says he can't remember much about it But, but he can Because he remembers oh, It being the school holidays and Betty What do you call him Bobby, Bobby Corn Wally Fernie Thank Eric Caldo Thank Tommy, Tommy Dog That era you know Absolutely I mean and listen I, I remember Puskas Eusebio oh. Players like that The thing is In it's, it's to look back I mean these guys are absolute legends mm-hmm. I don't want to draw too strong a comparison But let's be honest Belgium are one of One of the best teams in the world at the moment They finished third at the World Cup Never know That that, that could be the reality For a young Hugh from Coatbridge tomorrow Who goes along and sees yeah. I don't know yeah. Eden Hazard or whoever it is And gets all starry eyed mm-hmm. at it And, and then Phones, why, why the game's phones in in 50, yeah. 60 years time yeah. why, why the game was staying You know to Provide a test for Scotland But also to give the fans Something to go and watch Do I go and see these Glamour players play Right in front of their eyes But don't often get the chance To see them in Scotland So If you've got the chance Get yourself there No Kevin De Bruyne though Gordon I know is a, a, a With all your Man City connections as well You'll be Big particularly friend. disappointed that, that he's not involved Yeah but they're still You've been speaking to him In the, in the run up just No to, I haven't I've not spoken no. to him Since the summer um, Right okay they're um, a, a big miss because he is a top, top class player but I think they'll get by without him though I think they've got enough quality in there But it's all about preparation for Alec McLeish and the Scotland squad tomorrow Looking forward to the first game against Albania That's an important one Tomorrow mm. we've got to learn yeah. We've got to make sure we're in the right frame of mind going in for the big one Thanks to Hugh and Coat Bridge Absolutely loved that Hugh Taking us way back, way back And you remembered it well Great story to share Thank you for doing that with us tonight what, what, what about tomorrow then Is it how, how does the approach Come from Alex McLeish Does he name The team That he wants to start On Monday Does the, does the same sort of team Start tomorrow night um, I think uh, formation wise uh, Listen I think It's not a huge squad I think A lot of the players I will play tomorrow night I mean it's be, a big squad But I you're mean, talking uh, about In terms of, in terms s- of Who's start okay. Now I think John Suter Would be useful to start him tomorrow night Test him against these guys On the right side of that back three And then if he does well There there you go You know you can pitch him in To have a, a meaningful game You know what have you got to lose mm-hmm. So I think guys like Cam Charles McGrew And all that You know what you're going to get from him So I think it'll be close enough So to perhaps plays on Monday. Start with the team And yeah. then of course try and rest guys As the game goes on And Give other people a run out A debut Maybe in some cases Yeah I think Alec will have a fair idea Of maybe Eight of the starting 11 and he'll just tweak one or two little things about to see what he feels more comfortable with alright let's round off the teaser excluding players currently playing in Scotland name the last 10 Scottish Mark Wilson the last 10 yes. Scottish goal scorers for Celtic or Rangers in the Champions League group stages you've got Billy Dodds Stephen Thompson Stephen McManus Charlie Adam Lee McCulloch Barry Ferguson Barry Robson Sean Maloney which means you've only got two to get Stephen Pearson No Someone sent that in And I wonder if there's going to what? need to be a, a steward's inquiry in that Stephen one Stephen Pearson scored against Yeah Was it Benfica? No. Benfica Was that our Copenhagen? Benfica, Copenhagen One of the two Maybe a steward's inquiry in that one That's fine you still, You've still got two others to get <laughs> I'm struggling Mark 
I thought that was a certainty yeah. I haven't been the best go, go for When another, I saw the name on Twitter for, I did wonder Maybe I've Don't worry we'll Go for another Two, two more on one. this list <laughs> Yeah give us a good laugh Donati <laughs> To finish off <laughs> Right you've got one Rangers One Celtic The Rangers one comes from 2005 The Celtic one from 2012 If I remember right It was a very significant Goal The 2012 one I think Were you at Celtic in 2012? Uh, no I just left We'll give you the opposition Aye mm-hmm. Spartak, Spartak Moscow, Moscow. Who was it? Uh, Come on hurry up uh, He might not have been born here But he played for Scotland no. You're kidding no. me on no. You are joking I, I'm not I'm, I know, I'm This, not this doesn't really, this doesn't really this work question. for the listeners But I know that he plays in your wee five a side game that you play Oh does he? Chris Commons Chris Commons oh. <laughs> And the Rangers one No idea 2005 It was a, This was a significant goal Against Porto He didn't Really play that much For Rangers This was his Crowning moment In a Rangers jersey Went on to play For the likes of Motherwell Was a great player In the English Championship Ross McCormick Ah She's still playing You know Thank you To Gordon DL And Mark Wilson We're back tomorrow With Hugh and DJ